Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. Monday to Thursdays, 10 p.m. A study was done into the water conditions uh, that led to the Twane cholera outbreak. The Water Research Commission, which was an independent investigation into that, has concluded its report. Similarly, the South African Human Rights Commissions had conducted and uh, commissioned its own investigation into that. Of course, it was a colossal human rights failure. What are the outcomes and what are the sanctions? But more importantly, what are the remedies? I hope Zamantungombeki has the answer for us. Zamantungombeki is the provincial Gauteng, Gauteng provincial manager at the South African Human Rights Commission. Zamantunga, good evening. Welcome to Night Talk. I really do appreciate your time. I want to start the conversation with you. What What are the outcomes both that you think are uh, you know, imperative to draw from the Independent Water uh, Commission research as well as the South African Human Rights uh, uh, Commission and research into the cholera outbreak in Zwane? Thank you for having us. Um, in terms of the report uh, that came out, it's not really anything new or different to what we found a few years ago in terms of the water quality um, in Hammanskral. Um, the fact that we declared that the water is actually not fit for human consumption. And in this case, what has the, um, the report has indicated in essence is that from the sources where they actually tested for where, where potentially the outbreak could be, um, it's still in essence kind of the, in the same position. We don't know conclusively where the source of the outbreak is, but we can still determine and conclude that the water... Um, the water in Hammanskral is not fit for human consumption. Yeah, and and, and the South African Human Rights uh, then obviously as a, as an investigative body with certain statutory powers will recommend mm. certain remedies uh, to the relevant authorities, but also highlight mm. certain sanctions. Talk to us about remedies Definitely. and sanctions. One of the key things that uh, we proposed in our reports was that one, the Department of Water and Sanitation take over. Uh, this issue uh, with over the city of Tuane's um, institution within that particular department that regulates uh, water within the area. Um, and we also recommended, and I think this is one of the primary recommendations we had, was that the issue be declared a state of disaster. And we know what happens when things are declared a state yeah. of disaster in the country. So those were man one of the two main recommendations. I think there were about 14 in total. But what has happened since, and I think that's the crux where you, of where you're going to, is that since the outbreak, um, we've had a plan, and I think the Department of Water and Sanitation has presented on that plan, and they fact that they've actually reached an agreement with city of Twani, where they said that between now and august next year they plan to commit about 450 million into this um into the water crisis in Hammanskral. but you will know that per our reports that's not the total amount of money that is needed to actually sort out the problem in Hammersquale, as uh, we've indicated that we need needs about 9 billion. And they've indicated that they've actually gone to Treasury um, as the department in the city of Tuana to request additional funds from Treasury. And, and, and what's the status of that relationship? 9 billion rand, National Treasury certainly doesn't have that for a water project yes. in Hammersquale. Uh, so what then is, is, is the real financial solution here? The financial, well, I think one, one of the takeaways is that um, we know that 
one that they've actually met, which was one of the main issues between the Department of Water and Sanitation and City of Tuane. And that was one of the recommendations that we had was that COCTA needs to come in and manage the relationship between the two. Um, and they have met and they have assigned MOU. Um, as the commission, we, the first deadline would be... What, what, from, sorry, um, can I just end. pause you there? What triggered the, the need to invoke COCTA's involvement? Is there, uh, to your understanding, because an intergovernmental we, uh, dispute? No, 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 there's not a governmental dispute, but usually when you have a national entity like the department, it's a national department of water and, sanit and sanitation, and then you also have a local municipality. Um, even in terms of what is happening, for instance, in the Val River, you do have COCTA as one of the departments to manage both the relations between the local government and the national department. Right. And, and and so what were then key resolutions coming out of that meeting? Uh, I'm assuming that the city of China went in asking for money and National Treasury said, well, we don't have all the money you asked for. We may have some of it. Let's see how we structure that. What What's the resolution there? Definitely. Uh, the commission was provided with a plan. And one of the main outcomes of that is obviously that there's still continued water being provided to for the people of Hammond Skrull. But the main thing is that the way uh, the Royval wastewater treatment work that the project that had originally stopped a few years ago, you know that it was surrounded with a lot of corruption, is that that project can then commence again because without fixing um, the wastewater treatment work, which is the main one providing water or cleaning or purifying the water in the Hammond Skrull area, without fixing that wastewater treatment work, we can't say that we will be able to fall, uh, fix the problems in Hammond Skrull. So the commitments that we have are directed to fixing the uh, the Royval wastewater treatment work. And that's the key thing. And the money and the resources that have been committed to date and the plan given to us is directed at that. Do you have a timeline on that? We do. We've got uh, the first deadline uh, would be for, uh, I think, end of September. And then the plan continues all the way up to, into, um, I think, March, if not uh, March 2024. So there are different things. It's about three-phase plan. Obviously, it would it would be quicker and it would have um, um, and the plan would most probably be changed once we get some form of commitment from Treasury in terms of the Treasury's funds commitment to it. But the ones the plans that we have now, uh, the first deadline uh, is in end of September. But the but the main thing, as I said earlier on, is that the water is still being given to the residents of Hamanskral. First deadline is in September. The next one is, I think, end of November. And then the next one would be in 2024. And that's just a different phase of trying to get the wastewater treatment works to work. Yeah. Uh, as far as recourse is concerned, I'm sure that there are there's recourse due to the citizens and residents of Amanskral in various parts of Tone that uh, fell ill as a result of uh, the poor quality of water there. Uh, did the commission investigate any possible avenues of recourse? The commission did investigate possible areas um, of, of recourse, um, and that's part of the investigation that's still ongoing. But as we said, initially said, that without determining the actual source, even in law, it becomes difficult for us to say who or which entity is directly responsible because you need to be quite specific. Is it maybe the, the service provider who provides the water? Is it uh, where the people drank, were they drinking from the tap? And But without actual uh, conclusive, and even in this report, we couldn't get it. Where is the source of the outbreak? And with the, without determining that source, and it's still something that's ongoing, 
and we're still in continued engagement with the different um, entities in monitoring so that this doesn't happen again, but also in determining that um, where was the actual source of the outbreak. And from there, we will be able to then determine the different um, forms of recourse that will then become available. But in law, it becomes quite difficult if we don't know where yeah. the actual source of the outbreak was. Isn't it just mere obfuscation to say that the source of the outbreak is undetermined and indeterminable? Uh, because from the tests that were done and from the independent uh, research that was done, there were uh, samples of positive cholera testing that was that was found, albeit after the fact of the outbreak. Surely mm. that should be uh, meet the evidentiary burden of, 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 of civil claims recourse? Definitely, it could. And and that's why I, I keep saying that the investigation is still ongoing. Um, it could. And all of these reports, not only the current reports, but the different ones that we've been getting. And if you remember that the different entities that we engaged were uh, the different water boards, the service, the Mahalis. Our, uh, um, service provider as well to try and actually determine and get the different reports before us not only this one that we have and then from there uh, we will be able to draw conclusively but we can't do so at this at this moment but it doesn't mean that the investigation that the commission has that has its going that the investigation is closed it's definitely still an active investigation but we need these reports as they're continuously going and they'll be able to tie them specifically with where the different um, families were residents and where the different victims might have actually contacted or had contact with the source of water. It is quite an extensive exercise if you think about it because we're not talking about a, 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 a group of people who were in one localized area. They were in different areas, not only in Hammanskral. So you have to determine where they were and where they could potentially have been at that time and then draw that conclusion. Yeah. And, and to that, uh, is there any sort of uh, sanctions that meets out accountability that the commission had recommended? That is to say, should anyone be fired? Should any division be shut down or further investigated? Is there any sort of person, albeit uh, the, the source, I guess, uh, has not yet mm. been determined, but in the value chain, fault and mismanagement can be allocated and determined at this stage? Has any sort of sanctions been recommended that meets the standard of accountability by the commission? At this stage, no, not at this stage. Because if you if you um, if you can imagine that when we do that, we need to have based it on these um, on this conclusive um, studies, as I said to you earlier on. But we by the time and we've partnered in, in, in these engagements with the public protector as well to determine if there were actually actually also maladministration issues that could have led to where we are um to do and then both of us would be able to draw this conclusion but at this point we don't have that but it's it's actually the crucial part of our investigation but we can't be haste to do that but yeah. the, because there's a two-prong as i said there's a two-prong approach we have to make sure that on the one hand that this, the problem is being fixed but also what's important particularly for the residents of Gauteng is that we make sure that this doesn't happen again but also that the people who should be at fault are held accountable for that Samantungwa, thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. Samantungwa is the uh, Gauteng Provincial Manager for the South African Human Rights Commission. You are listening to Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter.